Well, good afternoon, everyone. This is Carrie back with Homeschool Coffee Break, where we try to help you stop the overwhelm and you can actually take coffee break. Won't that be nice? Hey, um, today we are talking about attitude adjustment, attitude adjustments, because that is what a lot of you have said is a real big issue as far as uh, drama in your house. And so let me open the chat too. But if you are here, um, on the live or the replay, leave a comment and let me know if, um, let me know the biggest problem that you have with attitudes. And maybe if I don't cover it today, I can cover it next week. I've been looking at some of the comments, trying to make sure we have everything. If I don't cover your exact comment this week, just be prepared that next week I will be here and finish up this um, three-part series on attitude adjustment. No matter where you're listening, if, especially if you're listening on podcasts, please be sure to subscribe or leave a review for me. I would That would help us get this information out to more people. And let's face it, our kids' attitude can definitely be a problem. So last week, we started out by talking about our kids' attitude. And sometimes we just want to change their behavior change that attitude so they change their behavior and let's move on and get whatever's done. But that is not a lasting change. All right, that we need to tend their heart. We need to go to their heart. We need to build relationships first with God and then with your family and with others as well. So that is something I think you may need to take a step back. If you didn't hear last week, go back and listen to that or watch that wherever you are watching. So hello, Stephanie, for writing in the chat. Thank you. Um, also, put some in the chat. Let me know, is it turning fall where you are? Fall for us has turned from 100 to 90 degrees. Ha ha, not much of a fall, but it will be hopefully in the next few weeks. So I want to move today from let's dealing with your heart and relationship. And that is still super important. That is like primary importance. But I want to move forward a little bit and talk about this idea of consistency. I found that one of the reasons my kid's attitude was not always what I wanted it to for several reasons, but one of it is I was not consistent. They did not always know if I was, what my expectations are. And so we need to take a step back and look and see, are we being consistent? I'm going to share some practical tips of things that you could actually do to become more consistent. And hello, Stephanie North in Oklahoma. We are headed to Oklahoma, Broken Bow, in two weeks. I hopefully it'll be cooler. Let's think about this. The goal, you know, compliance with their actions or their words is good. But compliance should not be our goal. Relationships should be our goal. God first and then you. And one thing we talked about last week was speaking the truth. And when we speak the truth, it can replace the lies that are in our head, our head and the kid's head. Um, and if you're dealing with some of these issues, I would encourage you to work on this within yourself, your relationship with God first, then begin to teach it with your kids. So we want to build our attitudes, our words, our action and our heart on scripture because it is God's word that will 
change things. Not my words, but God's word. Now I can repeat God's word. I can speak truth. So when you're thinking about being consistent, I would not try to change everything within your kids all at one time. All right. Sometimes we want to go, oh, there, there. Now, obviously, if they're hurting someone, we need to take care of it. But I would really encourage you to focus on one or two character qualities. And that is it. So let's, I, I think I shared some of these last week, Ephesians 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you. If your children are not being kind to one another, let's say we take that verse. And that becomes their verse for the next two months. They write it on an index card. They practice saying it every morning at breakfast, after breakfast, when they get up sometime first thing in the morning. Because speaking it out loud will cause truth to come into their soul. But we don't want to just speak it out loud. As moms and dads, we need to also be training our kids, talking to them about this. So let's say this is our verse. That means, do your kids know what you expect of them? Or are you just hoping they will read your mind? You know you want them to be kind and forgiving, but do they know that? Do they truly understand it? And let's face it, sometimes, I mean, young kids, five, six years old, even 16-year-olds, they can, sometimes they just don't think through everything. So I would really encourage you, if you choose a verse, for each of your kids, if they have similar issues, group them together and they all get the same verse, less verses for you. And so explain what your expectations are based on the Bible, based on the scripture. Tell them ahead of time what your blessings are when they are kind and forgiving and tell them ahead of time what the consequences are. And then stick to those consequences. Don't change it midway and don't try. I mean, you have got, I would write this down and put it on the refrigerator over there so that you know and they know exactly what is expected. Grab, I've talked to, I've done this in some of my master classes. Grab a post-it note and write each kid's name on a post-it note and put that verse. You may not have room to write the whole thing, but at least the scripture, the blessing and the consequence. Everyone knows, mom knows, dad knows, grandma and grandpa, everyone knows the consequences and the rewards for the positive behavior and the negative behavior. All right. Um, and okay, so responsibility. Paul is here saying um, uh, they had a child that broke a tablet and felt like it wasn't their responsibility to replace that. Um, they didn't break it in intentionally, but we need to look at, I'm going to look at your question in just a second. We need to, again, this is talking to our kids ahead of time, training them, using Bible stories, using ideas that are from the scripture. And if we wait until the problem happens, they may have that attitude. Well, I didn't mean to, so I don't have to do anything about it. And yet, yes, even when we don't mean to, we still are responsible for things. I didn't mean to run into the car in front of me, but I did. So I am responsible and maybe I don't pay for it, but my insurance pays for it. It is still on my shoulders. 
I would encourage you, and it says, what is the best approach in this situation? Same thing. I would begin to think of um, situations that you believe your kids will be in and responsibility may be it and begin to talk to them, maybe at the breakfast table, use Bible stories, use Bible verses to talk about being responsible for our actions. And then when it does come time that something happens, they didn't mean to hurt someone. They didn't mean to break this. They didn't mean to drop the phone in the water or whatever. They realize that someone is going to have to pay for this. And mom and dad are not daddy warbucks, always paying for everything. Now, I would say too, now a 16-year-old, I would think by then should be responsible. It, let's say now it's after the fact. It's after the fact. And so we need to talk about, I would still go back to the Bible and I would maybe look in Proverbs. I don't have a verse off the top of my head, but you could go to Mr. Google and type in um, Bible verses on responsibility. Find two or three of them and sit down, not in an angry way, but sit down away from the situation. Tablet is nowhere around and talk to them about what God says. And then ask questions to say, what is, what does God, how would God view this situation and who would he think should be responsible for it? Now, 16 year old may not have the money, but there are creative ways for them to take care of this. They could um, start to pay back that thing by maybe making money around the house or getting a job or whatever. There are other things you can do to fast to, to deal with that issue. But I would say the biggest thing that I want to talk about today is being consistent by always going to God's word. Actually, oh, it's not here. I normally don't have my Bible. Oh, I can't grab it because it's holding my computer up. But normally, I don't have my Bible here, but it is God's word that we need to always go back to when it comes to character issues. There are many verses that you could use for a lot of different actions. Um, I love Colossians um, 3. You can look at 12, 13, 14, 15. There's all sorts of things about putting on love, the perfect bond of unity, always being thankful. There are verses in there about humility and um, kindness. Same with Ephesians 4. If you back up 30 and 31, it talks about speaking in truth, but doing it in love um, and being kind to one another and not being stingy. First Corinthians 13, if you've been around me, you've probably heard me say that is one of my life verse, daily prayer verses. And so um, look at what is love. Love is patient and kind, not jealous or boastful or proud or rude or demanding our own way, selfish. It does not keep a record of wrong, bitter or angry. It rejoices in the truth. Love never gives up, never loses faith, always hopes and endures through all circumstances. If you, There are plenty of things in there about relationship issues that you can use. 1 Corinthians 13. Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And you can use that and pick one of the character qualities that your kid, your child may need to work on. Now, you know, we had three different kids, three different attitudes, three different issues. All right. One of my kids really did not disobey. We did not have to really deal with that disobedience. Others, we had strong-willed children. And so 
Don't just cram a verse because you think everyone needs to learn it. Look at your each individual child and their heart and what's going on. And by the way, I've got a few questions I'm going to keep looking at, and I'll answer those at the end. But if you have questions, no matter where you're listening, live or replay, please leave them in there. And I'll be, I would love to come back, especially on the replay. Proverbs is a great place to be able to find a lot of character verses that you could use as well. The biggest thing I think you need to remember is choose a verse for each child and use it not just for a day or two, at one month at the minimum. If you see changes, great, but one month, maybe two months, you may have to continue for a while, but I would have each child, I would sit down with that child, I would discuss it, I would have them copy it, I would have them memorize it, I would have them pray it and then be able to implement it. I would encourage you at the breakfast table, lunch, dinner, wherever you pray together to pray specifically the verses that you are using with your children as well. Make sure it is based on scripture. God's shoulders are big enough to take care of that. And then when something happens, and let's say they're arguing, and that's the verse about not arguing, you simply go to the refrigerator, get that verse. If it's written right there, you read it, or you have the child say it to you if they have already memorized it, and then sit down and talk about it and ask questions. Asking questions puts it on God's shoulders. What does God think about this? How, how are you following what he wants? It is hard work, but I will tell you thinking ahead of time makes it easier, makes it less stressful, and will help you be consistent. I wish someone had shared this with me. It's made me more consistent with my own grandchildren as well. Um, so let's um, let me just show you a resource and I'll talk a little more about it at the end. You can make these yourself, but I have, oh wait, let me take this off of um, blurred so you can see my beautiful. So these are three following God character charts. They are all different. There's a pink, a purple, and a green one. And each one of them has six characters character qualities and they're all different so just because they're purple that means a whole another set of six so let's just take this one I don't know if you can see it but we have being thankful and complaining and this is perfect coming up at Thanksgiving time but I, well, there's a verse um, Psalm 50 23 for being thankful and Philippians 2 14 and 15 for complaining then there's a blank space here and you write down when kids are thankful, here's what happens in our family. When kids complain, here's what happens in this, uh, in our family. And you can do that for all of these. T do it ahead of time. Show your kids, talk to your kids, let them know your expectations. Some of the time is we do not communicate our expectations. Now you're going, I don't know what to write on here. Well, in this is all a digital product, but in the digital ebook product that you can print out, we have lists of things, ways that you can suggest blessings, rewards, suggested consequences, or you can make up your own. The biggest thing about this is when you see a child either doing the positive or the negative, you go right here, see what our family has already decided to do, and that's what you do. 
So if you have a child that is not taking responsibility, but you have already written down and talked to them about responsibility and what your family expectations are and God's expectations, it's not just dictating what God says. It is God is doing this for your good. And it may be that we have to change our kids' attitude about God as well and show them that he is a good God, a loving God, and he wants the best for them. So these are some charts, and I'll put a link. I know there's a link in Facebook. I'll put a link here as well. Um, actually, I'm going to, yeah, there we go. I'll just go ahead and put a link here. We are starting a sale today. I will talk about that in a minute. Um, I'm putting this in the Zoom chat as well. It's already on Facebook. So I think rewards should be fun. Remember, what happens a lot of times is we only notice the disobedience, the negative attitude. I shared this last week, but according to KK Vols, kids hear 432 negative words in a day, a day, and 32 positive. According to Sarah Radcliffe, the average parent says 96% are negative words and only 4% are positive. We need to correct without, a, we need to speak positive to our kids. We need to encourage. Maybe they are so down on themselves because all they hear is the negative, negative, negative. So I encourage you to speak positive to them as well. I also think it's important sometimes we can correct without saying no. So when they're arguing instead of saying, don't argue, don't do this, don't do that. What if we said, you know what God says to be kind to one another? Are you being kind? It's going to take some thinking and some rethinking on your part. But that is a more positive way to take the Bible in conversation that you've already talked to him about this verse and saying, you know, if they're arguing or being or hitting or biting or whatever, God says to be kind. Are you being kind? And you'll have to just pay attention to this and think about what God wants us to do in the godly way and not the negative way. All right. I am going to take a few questions, but I do want to close with this um, because sometimes we get tired of kids. Just they just over and over and over again. And you feel like you tell them the same thing over and over about what your expectations are. So this is a little thing. I don't know where I found it out, but it's called asked and answered. And here's how it goes. A child asks you, um, can I go outside and play? And you say, no, you need to clean your room, make up whatever you want. And then three minutes later, they come back, uh, back and say, can I go outside? And your response is, did you ask if you can play outside? And they say, yes. Did I answer if you can play outside? And they said, yes. Do I look like the kind of mom who will change her mind if you ask again? And who knows what they'll say. And then when they ask again, just say, asked and answered. Asked and answered. We've already asked. You don't need to keep going. You need to um, accept whatever the um, answer is that mom or dad has given. So I just thought that was a little different way to be able to get them to do things. All right. Um, and another thing with your younger kids, stop, look, and listen. Stop, get them to stop what they're doing. Look at you. Get down on the ground if you need to and look at them eye level and then talk and listen. 
and get them to listen and get you to listen as well. Just a few other ideas. Now, I will tell you right now, we just started a flash sale on our character bundle kit. It includes these three charts. It includes our eBooks on teaching manners. And the bundle also includes our mini charts. So a mini chart would be this one thing and it'd be a half a page. So it's big. And instead of focusing on six things, you would only focus on one of those. And we have a mini chart for each one of these um, character qualities. Those are all included in the bundle. There are also two audio. I think there's a video and an audio. Actually, there's, I don't know. There is, there is a video or an audio teaching as well that goes a little more in depth to what I am doing. You can save $32 on that right now if you go to the link that's in there, howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash shop, shop slash character slash bundle and use the code SCEPT23, SCEPT23, and you can save $32 on the whole training toolkit. Let me put that code in there. It's already in, um, in Facebook as well. So. Let me see. I think we've got a few questions. Some of y'all may be on Facebook as well. So let me just sort of take those questions and make this a little bigger so I can see the chat. So using the Bible is making your teenager feel guilty and says it is wrong to do to him. I would have, I think some of this is going to have to go back with attitude towards the Bible itself. And um, and who God is, and it may be taking a step back. And really, it's not you. You're going to take it and say, "This is not me speaking." When we look at the Bible, this is God, you know. And some of this may have to. If you don't, maybe we. This is a difficult situation to get through. But as soon as you sort of deal with, the, I would this situation. I would immediately start spending time in your family devotions on who is God. Who, what is the Bible and what is it for? And again, it's going to go back to this heart issue. I think this child may have a heart issue about God. You need to tend this child's heart. And, you know, it may be you don't even deal with the tablet thing until you deal with their heart. And you might ask them some questions. Why is the Bible making you feel guilty? Why do you feel like, um, you know, what God says um makes you feel guilty. You're going to need to deal with their heart instead of just what, um, you know, what they're saying. Um, there may be a root cause to all of this. And, you know, I can't analyze that right now, but I do think it takes a conversation. And I would encourage you to have this conversation away from the broken tablet. Like even just go out and get some ice cream and in the conversation, talk to them and ask them some questions. Um, and I don't know if this is a girl or a guy, a uh, daughter or a son, if it's a son, and it depends on relationship with parents, but it might be better for one parent over the other to have this conversation at this time. I know that for us, sometimes when um, I wasn't getting anywhere and when Steve stepped in, he could do it from a different perspective and sort of get through and be able to nail down and dig deeper into what the real issue is as well. So. Let me see if any other questions I'm looking on Facebook. I'm looking here. There we go. Any other questions y'all have or comments? 
Um, if you do have comments about these charts or questions, let me know. And I'm more than happy to discuss them. They are things that I know some people have really been able to, um, to use and become more consistent as well. You can go read more about them and get all the details at the link wherever you're listening to this as well. Uh, next week, we will be talking a little bit more on um, character training. This will be our last time, and it'll be the end of our um, flash sale, and we will be talking about inspiring and motivating our kids in their attitude. So last week was all heart attitude, dealing with their heart, tending their heart. Today, we were talking about consistency and character building, and next week, we'll talk about motivating and inspiring our kids as well. Yeah, deal with their heart. Um, and it's not easy. The other thing I would encourage you to do before I leave, pray. Pray. Pray some more. Pray for your child's heart. And you may not see changes instantly. You know, I have prayed for some of my kids and it's been years. But God is faithful and he is working even when you can't see it. So pray beforehand. If they're open, pray together with them when you're talking, either before or after. But it, I would not probably do it before. Just see how the conversation goes and then maybe be able to pray for their heart. You could pray general prayers too at the meal table that's not specifically about that particular child so thanks so much for spending time with me carry back homeschool coffee break we'll talk to you next time